Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This week, Elon Musk is selling perfume. Netflix is setting up shop in New Jersey. And Apple is reportedly withholding benefits from union workers. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Sunday, October 16th, 2022. My name is Kirk Corliss. I'm Scott Ertz. And I'm Avery Pilch. And this is episode 111, and the second of three special episodes of GNC Week in Review and F5 Live Refreshing Technology Podcast. Proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network of its tech is here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are live on gncweekly.com slash live, so please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, it's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are in listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com. Be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. So Scott is at home in his studio. Welcome it's a, back. A little less crazy. Less I crazy. Mean, I mean, I'm in the right. I'm in the right room with none <laughs> of the right technology except the camera. Well, that's a good but, thing. But we're getting closer. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's good. To, it's good to see you, my friend, as always. And Abram, it's good to see you as well. Welcome, it's my great. friend. It's great to be here. So, anything you got going on with Tom? Tom, I know post points coming up. We'll uh, we'll get in touch uh, shortly. Yeah. So. I mean, well, this was a big week uh, for us. Uh, RTX 4090 card came out, top of the line. Check out our review. It is a really expensive card, but if you ha- if you are Elon Musk and you don't have to spend it on Twitter, maybe you could spend it on an RTX 4090 um, because it is definitely, if you have to throw around, you definitely will get fantastic performance even at 4K. Uh, so that is great. The, um, you know, so that's, uh, that was a, you know, a, a big event, obviously. Um, the, uh, NVIDIA also had a strange week. I, um, I'm surprised actually, Scott, you didn't put this on as I'm talking about with their last minute polling of the 4080, uh, the 4080 12 gig from the market. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, what, Un- what a weird situation! An unlaunching of a graphics card, so um, before it it had come out, um, so and supposedly they're having to actually do something to like compensate partners who came who would work on them because you know if you were uh, I don't know ASUS and you made some of these, uh, you probably threw a, wasted a lot of money. Yeah, uh, so fascinating. I, did, I didn't obviously I hadn't thought about that. This is with Roboticon. The world is crazy right now, so I I didn't put much thought into it. Obviously, it was weird for them to pull a product like and, that. And on Friday too, I think, Friday, too, I think it was. Yeah, 
So, I mean, we strongly believe, by the way, for the folks who haven't uh, heard of this, the third graphics card in the lineup of 4,000 series graphics cards that were announced by NVIDIA a few weeks ago, uh, the week, the very week that the 4090, the top card, uh, came out, or I don't know if you can quite get one yet, but the review came out. Uh, they had a 4080 16 gigabytes and a 4080 12 gigabytes, and the two different 4080s uh, were uh, different processors in them. So it really, they shouldn't have had the same name and people complained. And I don't think it's just because of the name, but they decided to pull the card from the market before putting it out. Uh, they The 4080 12 gigabyte. Uh, and that was the cheapest to be the cheapest card in the new lineup at I think eight ninety nine. So the theory, the you know, the theory is that Nvidia Nvidia is operating is losing money right now because they have not they have a lot of unsold inventory. There's a lot of unsold uh, graphics card inventory. Um, that's also one of the problems that's going on with uh, CPU. You know, with uh, PC, you'll read a lot of things about PC sales uh, going down, but actually a lot of that is down compared to what, right? They're actually, in a lot of cases, up over what they were in 19, but right. they're down from the levels that they were when you had to deal with uh, pandemic demand and right. crypto mining demand. So anyway, the theory is they want to get rid of the cheapest card in the new of the new three because they're still trying to sell they still are trying to sell those 3000 series cards, yeah. uh, which are still a good deal. And that's, uh, that's kind of what, that's what I think is going on, but, uh, you know, but it's just weird to sort of unlaunch something that was this far into, it's like the, it's the Batgirl of graphics cards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it <Yeah>. is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> with that, speaking of Elon, Elon Musk, uh, Abram, um, so in the last episode, we died in the news that he proposed the completion of a deal to acquire Twitter. And three days ago, he's under federal investigation due to his contact, conduct in his acquisition of Twitter. So what does, what does he do next? He's selling perfume. <clears throat> sure. So he updated his Twitter bio. <laughs> he updated his Twitter bio to quote perfume salesman. As he released burnt hair, this is not a joke. Burnt hair oh, is a new everybody's <laughs> favorite smell. Hence, hence, if you have, if you're watching the uh, the on YouTube, the thumbnail that I put up has a has a head on fire. So uh, if you get the and you also see on the uh, podcast cover. So if you're looking at listening to the uh, listening to the audio stream, you'll see that as well. Um, it's a new bottle fragrance available via the Boring Company website. Now, back in late September, Musk hinted at the, the upcoming most, product. The most confusing of his companies. Yeah, exactly right. And that's something that's been, been, been in discussion as well. Um, so late September, Musk hinted at the upcoming product, tweeting, quote, burnt hair sent for men by Singed. Um, he announced the availability of the perfume in a tweet on Tuesday, calling it the, quote, finest fragrance on earth. Um, apparently, he was testing out catchphrases and follow-up tweets ranging from, quote, doesn't get more lit than this, to, quote, be the change you want in the world. Now, it's been reported that Burnt Hair isn't trying to convince anyone it smells good. Uh, oh, the product page has little details. 
right? Uh, very little details other than some copy, advertising copy, calling it, quote, the essence, quote, the essence of repugnant desire. There's also a couple quotes suggesting it smells like leaning over a candle at the dinner table and that it will help you uh, stand out in a crowd as you walk through an airport. Uh, Musk is noting, uh, quote, with a name like mine, getting into the fragrance business was inevitable. Why did I fight it for so long? <laughs> Fair enough. Apparently, apparently his uh, celebrity status um, seems to be powering the sales. Now, get this. The, the bottle per, per bottle perfume is $100. On Tuesday night, he said buyers had already purchased 10,000 bottles of burnt hair. He tweeted, can't wait for me a story tomorrow about $1 million of burnt hair sold. <laughs> so we dissected right. this and. <laughs> I, feel so like, would you... <laughs> I feel like we're getting further away from it, bud. I just... So I don't understand why is he doing this just to do it? Or is there like some type of ulterior motive and why are people buying it? Why did he come out with the flamethrower? Right. Because he could. Right. Okay. But I think this is also, I think this was, I think this is a distraction because on, I believe it was on, on Tuesday. It was on Tuesday. No, this was reported on Monday or so, or Tuesday or Monday, if I get my, my days mixed up, um, where he got, he's, he's getting in trouble. He's in trouble with the, you know, with the, I believe it was the SEC, I believe. And I think we did talk about that in the last episode. I think you mentioned it, Abram. So I think this is a distraction where he's in hot water. He's been in hot water for like for years. This is not mm -hmm. this is not nothing new. So I think this is a distraction. But <laughs> the psyche, we're always we're, we're dialing dialing into his psyche, which does not make any sense. But also, too, he, and here's another thing. He's he got he's bought my people uh, bought that flamethrower. <laughs> I, I have two friends that have them. Oh my god! What do they do with it? <laughs> oh, it, they're they're like on a wall somewhere because they're so weird. Okay. So, so the question was asked: Who is buying this? So let me tell you something interesting. Mm. Um, so, I went to Google and I typed in "burnt hair," mm -hmm. and the autocomplete is ex there's one that might be. All of them are autocompletes for this. It's burnt hair, perfume, cologne, perfume review, smell, perfume price, price, review, perfume smell, perfume buy. Now, you go over to Bing and type in the same thing, and it's burnt hair, smell, color, treatment, meme, syndrome, smell from furnace, smell in house, and chutney. Okay. Now, that last one I can't put together at all. No, I. <laughs> so it's definitely not Bing's customers, <laughs> right? Who are making these purchases? Mm. <laughs> but it, it's really interesting that that the autocomplete on Google is entirely based on this, and none of it is on Bing. Right? Mm. But what? Yeah. What? It's what? Mm. Right. This nope. is something. Nope. This is something. <laughs> nope. I think this is again. I, th it. I think this is. I think this is a distraction. You know, from. You know, he's. Yeah. Because he's he's, which topic are we talking about? Right. 
<laughs> right. Are we talking about his trouble with the SEC? No. No. We're talking Rocky. about him being a weirdo and creating a perfume that smells like burnt hair. <laughs> I mean, why does it matter what what other people what people are talking about? Like, if the SEC is going to is going to I don't know yeah. bring charges against him, they're not going to be distracted. True. So true. Right. He doesn't need like he's not a politician. He doesn't need to worry about getting votes. Right. right. Like, I mean, what? Why does this seems like someone who just really needs people's approval or to be yeah. attention or someone who's just like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think he or needs attention. Spray I, think him like a cat. <laughs> I agree with you. Amber. I think he's looking for attention. I think that he's like, basically he's his back is not against the wall, but he's trying to put himself out there and people, and you, I agree. He's like, and like Scott's a weirdo. I mean, he is odd on so many levels, but also the same token, He's a genius. I mean, he has Starlink, Boring Company. You know, I would, you know, I would beg to differ. But however, he's gotten so many good, um, I wouldn't say products, but maybe products. But I mean, he is basically people are buying Teslas. People are uh, people are getting the, you know, Todd, you know, has the uh, Starlink satellite in his home. You know, so there are people out there. Yeah, because his us- other option was to get a bullhorn and just shout. <laughs> right. That was that was his internet option at where he right. lives. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, I think he wants to get the. I want. I think he craves the attention. I think that yeah. he and also too, he's basically just putting things out there, and in a sense, also too, throwing things against the wall and see if something sticks. And apparently, this one thing or one of sticks. He has he has such a desire for people to pay attention to him and notice him and know what he's up to mm-hmm. that he has seemingly quite literally lit his hair on fire. <laughs> right? Hence <laughs> hence <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> Is it his hair? Do we no, know I that? Mean, I mean, let's hope. <laughs> no, it's not his hair. I I got ah. I, it's not his hair. From what I was told, it's not as here. I mean, how many? How many would you have to? Let's be fair here. How <laughs> many would you have to uh, light on fire to um, to <laughs> like to to, to 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 produce it? I mean, it's like what was the name of that person who, like, there was that whole story like a year or two ago. She she sold bottles of her farts. And, oh, yeah. and then she ended up in the claimed. I'm sorry, we don't know that any of this is true. true. We claim she claimed to end up in the hospital because she took ate something or took something to cause her to have more gas, oh. to do more fart, to have more farts. <laughs> so she ended up in and this, but mine, mine, but never mind that they didn't mm. mean long. I don't think anybody actually checked, fact checked her hospital. Uh, you know, admittance. You know, uh, I don't know that anybody fact wasn't. checked the content of the bottles. That too. That too. Like, <laughs> this is quite honest. If you're like, yeah, I, I really need to give you some, give you legit farts. They got to be my farts. I can't outsource my gas. Whatever. Like, so you know, so I end up in the mm. hospital from I don't know what mm. she took to eight or whatever. It's too many beans or something, and like the, and then. Then her solution to that was she was going to sell <laughs> NFTs of farts. Oh, uh, I remember that. Which I don't get because doesn't there have to be an actual fart somewhere to <laughs> NFT it? So even if the jar never leaves her house, doesn't she still have to fart in a jar? 
just put it on a shelf and be like, I'm selling you the NFT for this part. But anyway, yes, people will buy ridiculous stuff. They have too much money on their hands and not right. enough, not enough uh, intelligence. And Gamer so, girl bath water. Right. So if people will buy the bath water or the farts, I guess they'll buy uh, something that smells like burnt hair. But he didn't say it was his burnt hair. True. Right. Um, That's true. The, he uh, that. Hey, Kirk. Mm-hmm. Did you think this is the direction that story was headed? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, I had a I had never heard a story or so this is actually true that someone actually was manufacturing. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's had... true that she was selling them and claimed to be manufacturing them. Nobody right. has fact checked I... the actual validity of <sighs> of of whether they were her farts or <laughs> Or whether she showed up, ended up in the hospital as a result of her, of her need to meet production deadlines. Okay. Um, I and I wonder how many. Did you know how many she sold? I mean, I'm just kind of a I'm lot. Not, enough that uh, enough. I don't know. Really? Holy crap! Yeah, I don't remember what the, the claimed number was. Obviously, there's no way for us to fact check any of it. She, it right, may, right, right. It may have never happened. However. We know right. enough. We mm-hmm. know enough about the internet to know true. that it right. happened. That well, is all true, I can true. say is when I end up in like the, the bunker next to people that like watching like nuclear fallout, I'll be like, the society started to end. Right. When people started by the beginning of the end was when people paid to buy farts. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I'm I'm speechless. I was just I'm, I'm just we're analyzing. We're, we're again psychoanalyzing yeah. the, the thinking of Elon Musk's, you know, attributes and you know what he wonders by, what he's going to do by next. Way we're going in, by way of we're going into it. <laughs> Kudos to you, uh, Abram. Kudos to you. We're going into it. <laughs> I mean, this is about this. This is about the same, 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 same uh, reasoning that people would buy. It's not even claiming to be his hair, so it's even weaker sauce than that. <laughs> That they, right. uh, this is a man who clearly is proved valuable commodity in the universe and not money. And, right. he, and no matter how much money he has, he can never, it doesn't get him as much attention as he wants. Right. So that's he's literally buying it. <laughs> so that's, so that's what's going on. He wants attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I wish, well, let's, let's move on because, uh, <laughs> Because I'm gonna be giggling weirder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be giggling like through the entire episode. So, Success. yeah, right. Success. Okay. Next up. Um, so Netflix has emerged as a lead bidder to purchase a 289 acre tract of land at the former Fort Monmouth Army Base in Monmouth County. This is New Jersey where the company plans to build a large production complex. The company said in a statement on Wednesday that there is, quote, still work to be done on the deal with state and local leaders. Netflix officials said the company is the, quote, preferred choice for the report Monmouth Development Project is a proposal for a state-of-the-art production complex. Um, a Netflix, a Netflix spokesperson said, quote, if our plans are approved, we hope to build a facility that will create significant economic impact and grow and job growth in New Jersey, a state loaded with creative talent and technical expertise. Netflix did not disclose the dollar amount of their bid, but said if it's signed possibly in the next few months, it'll be subject to another period of due diligence and approvals from assortment of, of from assortment of local county and state approvals. 
the governor's office said in a statement to New Jersey Advanced Media, quote, Governor Murphy is delighted to hear that Netflix is interested in establishing a surge presence in New Jersey. He looks forward to working with them and the rest of the industry to create good paying jobs and spur economic growth throughout the state. The former base, which closed in 2011, after nearly 100 years of military activity, is being redeveloped by the Fort Monmouth Re Revitalization Authority, or FMERA. The agency bids, the agency accepted bids for the tract, which they call the mega, which they call the mega, quote mega parcel until June. So it's good to see a studio um, setting up in in the, on the East Coast. God knows how much they paid for it, but it, you know, when you buy land, and, and I'm familiar with that area, it's, uh, it's um, South Jersey, right near me, or down me. Um, so it's good that uh, they're, you know, setting up shop and where I like to go out to California or any other locale to possibly shoot, you know, reality shows, um, movies, maybe. It's definitely a better use of a uh, of a decommissioned military base than um, Woodstock '99. So you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good uh, good for New Jersey. Which I mean, uh, good for I mean, I guess Netflix is still going to be making is still trying uh, to invest in original content if they're going to be spending all this money on the studio. Which, by the way, they really do not need to do. I mean, they've obviously had a studio for a while. They've had studios, plus they don't need to have their own studio to have Netflix original content. They could just pay other studios to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's money that, you know, I wonder why they're investing. But, uh, hey, you know, I, I mean, because this isn't the same place as trying to cut corners because they're losing uh, subscribers and they're, you know, they think they overinvested in original content before they pay a dime to you know, Will Smith for Bright 2 or whatever, they are now spending all this money just to buy <sighs> land, which then they have to construct upon. So right. now you're talking, I mean, at least probably hundreds of millions of dollars to construct this complex that they're going to use. Uh, and that's before they have a single uh, project there. It's not like they needed, it doesn't seem like they needed more uh or uh space to shoot but i guess if they do great i mean good good for new jersey good for all the people who get jobs uh you know uh but uh, i don't know how this aligns with netflix constantly cutting stuff uh i mean maybe yeah, right? maybe this a place that actually uh shoots for other well, like maybe they'll license it out just as like there are other studios that like Sony will, you know, shoot stuff for a for ABC, but Disney will mm -hmm. shoot stuff for people. So so who knows? Right. Uh, who knows? I mean, a new studio being open in the East Coast is kind of cool, considering that most of the openings these days tend to be happening in uh, in, you know, in either uh, lower cost states like like Georgia, Georgia or or uh in Canada. So uh, made in Georgia. <laughs> so so I, I guess we'll I guess we'll have to see. Uh I mean I think it would be I think it would be cool. Uh so hopefully it it uh good good for them. I mean I 
I, however, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't work out because Netflix isn't under pressure to cut to cut mm-hmm. to make all kinds of cuts. So new investment like that seems like it wouldn't be the thing to do. But and... you know, the one of the things that they said was that they wanted to invest in less quantity, more quality, which is what you and I have been saying for years needed to happen. Uh, less, you know, throwing things at the wall and hoping something sticks and uh, more going into it knowing knowing that things were going to work and you know maybe they're they're doing the whole you know we don't trust anybody anymore thing <laughs> we're going to do it all ourselves we're going in-house which you know there's been some talk of so i'm not to say it's a good idea but it it does seem to track with with some of the things they've been they've been up to lately so, yeah. I don't know. It, it definitely seems to be like a time of chaos over there. They don't quite they don't quite know what their next move is because they're in an uncomfortable position and that is uh not being the king. Yeah. So, that, since they dethroned Blockbuster, they've been the king and they just don't know what to do with not that. So, all right. Well, we'll see what happens in the weeks and months to come. All right. Uh, up next, um, Apple reportedly declining. <clears throat> excuse me. Apple reportedly declined to offer uh, new benefits to to employees in its only unionized retail store. Coming from Bloomberg, the union unionized workers, <clears throat> excuse me, at the store in Townsend, Maryland, will need to negotiate for benefits with Apple as they hash out a collective bargaining agreement. The perks in question haven't announced publicly yet, as of yet, excuse me, but they said to include additional health plan benefits in some jurisdictions, funds to take educational classes, and a free Coursera membership. The reporting is suggesting that by withholding benefits from the advised workers who have organized Apple may be dissuading workers at other retail stores from attempting to form a union. The workers at the Apple's Townsend store will soon start formal unit start formal union contract negotiating with Apple. Engage as I can contact the company for comment, the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers Coalition of Organized Retail Employees, five times real fast, or IM Core, provide a polling statement to Engadget. Uh, quote, despite the news from Apple today, our goal is still the same. We are urging Apple to negotiate in good faith so we can reach an agreement over the next few weeks. The IM Core Negotiating Committee is dedicated to securing a deal that gives our IM Core members the proper respect and dignity at work and sets the standards, sets the standard in the tech industry. And it's been also reported that, you know, that Starbucks and other, um, you know, other retail stores um, are also forming unions. We've discussed and uh, dived into Amazon over the past year. Um, So, you know, so we'll see. So this is something that, you know, Apple, I always said that big companies like like Apple are not going to, they're, they're, they're not going to give in to it. They're going to basically, you know, they want to work there. Great. You know, if you want benefits, well, you know, that's a whole different story altogether. So, I mean, the, one of the things, though, that if you are management and you have uh, employees who are in a bargaining unit, it it can be i mean it can be a difficult situation when you talk about adding benefits 
that haven't been negotiated for by the union. So, you know, uh, very often if you have a, a bargaining unit, like they're going to get different, they, they're going to negotiate and get different benefits right. than people who are not in the bargaining. Unit. So, right. So they may not like, I don't know if the, union would quote unquote object to them being given new bet more benefits mm. but uh they're probably their stance is look you know if you're going to negotiate benefits we're not going to give you benefits you didn't negotiate for right well the company i work for is union and um and i believe that when uh one of the with the contract that's coming next year um, a lot of people working from home and a lot of employees um, wanted that bargained in addition to the contract. And, uh, and you know, and, and the company and union worked together and they worked out, they had the contract. I believe it's, um, I, I can't remember, these, don't quote me, I can't really, I can't really go over it in detail. But what, one of the main things that was hashed out was working from home and the stipulations and, you know, and, not having cameras on and you know, on the webcams or what have you. So there's like a lot of stipulations and it was agreed upon over majority overwhelmingly. So, but again, with Apple though, you know, we've discussed that before about it is that, is that, you know, they were resistant on, on unions, Amazon resistant, but there's a lot of also what's been known as called union busting as well. So, you know, it's going to be, it's kind of be, hard to like figure out what's going to happen next with them you know they're going to say yes or no to it so. anytime unions are involved it's complicated right mm -hmm. yeah. whether mm -hmm. whether you're for them or against them irrelevant when unions are complicated beasts mm -hmm. um and they certainly introduce unpredictability um a little bit like true. adding a dice roll into a game, right? There's, <laughs> you don't necessarily know how it's going to go. Yeah. So. All right. And now it's time for FI Refreshing Technology and Nifty Gifties. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live Refreshing Technology and GNC Week in Review is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, tablet, Xbox, games, or a whole lot more, you can get them at the Microsoft Store. Remember, current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% off almost everything. To browse the products and learn more about the discounts, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. Gotta say, it's really weird to have those intros go and uh, not have any responsibility. Anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> they're all pre-recorded and it's very confusing. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so stay on, staying on Microsoft uh, this week, we finally got word on exactly what Microsoft was doing with new devices a couple of weeks ago on GNC Week in Review. We talked about some uh, additional uh, SKUs that had been added to the PlugKit's uh, um, commission structure. 
for that promo just there. And uh, so we knew that there was some new stuff coming. Um, the categories gave us some clues, and it does seem like we were mostly um, correct in our in our uh, guesses. We've got uh, things like the upgrade to the Surface Studio, um, the new Surface Studio 2 Plus, which is a very strange name for a device whose port configuration has changed, which means the motherboard has changed, the processor has changed. So I don't know why they didn't just go with a three, but whatever. Uh, it's it's the Surface Studio 2 Plus. If you've not, if you don't remember the Surface Studio, uh, don't be surprised because the last, uh, the two came out with a sixth gen Intel Core processor. Uh, it's the one that's an all-in-one that has the big movie screen, movable screen, and Panos did a whole demo like leaning into it, writing on it. Anyway, the new ones, the uh, the two plus has a uh, an eleventh gen uh, core i seven, and um, it's forty three hundred dollars. There is one configuration right now. They say they're like it starts at false one configuration. Yes, that's it. Um, other ones are supposed to be coming, but that still means starts at $4,300. I can't tell you how much I love the design and will never own one because what? That's, that's too much for a pretty niche computer, right? Um, yeah. I mean, what you're paying for here, I guess, is the monitor. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Uh, which is nice, but still is overpriced even for the monitor. Like, yeah, over, uh, I guess it's based on the concept that businesses don't, a lot of businesses don't us or seemingly don't care how much because uh, you could build this PC for thousands less, right? Uh -huh. I mean, the first using it's using a chip that is one almost two generations we are very soon going to see uh raptor lake which is 13th gen core 12th gen core has been out for a while uh so you would a core i7 that's 12th gen core these days maybe 250 motherboard you let's say it was a really a decent motherboard maybe 150 200 if you needed to a terabyte ssd can be had for 90 bucks uh, 32 gigs of DDR4 can be had for a hundred bucks. Uh, so we're at what, 650 so far, right? Exactly. Uh, and and, and what, of course we'll get into more details on exactly that topic. Yes, but, the but like you could build this for under a thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. sans the monitor, and then the monitor maybe you know granted it's a weird aspect ratio 4500 by 3000 yeah but let's say you were to get a really nice uh, like art you know like color quality uh you know 4k 28 inch display you could do that for probably less than a thousand so you know you're spending a lot to just to get surface stuff yeah and to have have that like the the bendy bit right that because in all reality, that's the thing, right? That's the thing that makes the Surface Studio interesting um, and 
So you're paying essentially two grand plus for that hinge. No, thank you. I also, I mean, I haven't really looked into this because it's not something that's been interesting to me. Is it possible to just buy a third party hinge like that, put it on a visa? I bet you, you can find the, the other wrinkle to this is you don't see a lot of 4k great color quality monitors with touch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with touch or active stylus support or whatever. So maybe that's like a little bit of a wrinkle, but I, I guess I'd like to hear from professional artists. I mean, I guess somebody's buying it or they wouldn't keep making it who are like, yeah, I want to take my monitor and I just want to bend it down like this. And I want to write it uh, because I don't, I mean, I, I don't see a lot of people doing that. I mean, so don't they use primarily Wacom's or they're going to use a tablet. So, so, uh, Wacom's got a relationship with Microsoft um, on the the Surface Pens, so so there is that. Um, and I know I know two artists and a video editor who use a Studio Two, um, and really like that whole like you can almost lay on it aspect of it because it's like having a proper like uh, animation board. Because you can literally put it into that position, but you can kind of do that with a Wacom too. Um, so you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of in the same price point as the Wacom drawing PC, um, which is physically smaller and doesn't have the hinge. So you know, uh. There's definitely there's definitely a target demo for it, and the three of us are not it. Yeah, yeah. However, the Surface Laptop might be uh, targeted at people like us. Granted, I've got the sister uh, here in front of me, but the Surface Laptop is more, you know, a person's computer <laughs> as opposed to a very right. specific device. And so, the Surface Laptop Five. Um, is also part of this this uh, core um, announcement. We've got uh, you know, like normal, there's a smaller and a larger uh, model. Uh, this device is the same way. Um, there's there's an Intel and an AMD option. Um, interestingly, twelfth uh, gen Intel core as opposed to the eleven in the Studio 2 Plus, which is interesting. Uh, Thunderbolt 4, Wi-Fi 6, you know, all of the things. Um, 2256 by 1504, so you want to talk about interesting numbers for uh, <laughs> for screen res. Um, and, you know, back to, you know, sticking with the 3 by 2 uh, uh, aspect ratio, there'll be, <clears throat> uh, what, Somewhere starting at a, a thousand and twelve hundred for the two sizes, uh, going up tons and tons and tons of uh, customization with the Surface Laptop colors and all kinds of things. Um, what I don't know uh, for sure is whether or not there will be a blue one, and whether that blue one will have a horrible texture to it, like the last couple of generations of Surface Laptop in blue. It's it's like trying to type on felt it's horrible microsoft seriously listen i would have a blue one if it didn't 
feel like a carpet. Uh, the the black one you can get in normal or shag, but the blue one you don't get a choice in. It's annoying. <laughs> anyway, I don't know about that. I'll have to put my hands on one at some point. Um, but yeah, so you know, Surface laptop, um, you know, in a in a pretty standard Microsoft price point uh, for that category, and a whole generation newer processor. It's, I seriously, and we talked about this before, Avram. I seriously think that the Surface Studio is designed by a team in the past. Because when the two came out with the sixth gen, we were on to like the eighth. So it, yeah, it, I, I think they just have a long, long lead time or something to do it. Yeah. And then they're not allowed to like, you know, mess with it. Like, hey, listen, you got... You know, uh, now I just, I can't, it's hard. Yes. Look, I guess people who want the screen, they want the screen. I mean, mm -hmm. the best thing that could really happen is, I mean, I guess for people who are trying to do stuff for creative care about this, but like just sell the monitor, you know, that would be the best yes. thing. Just sell the monitor with the hinge, uh, and then let people connect it to any desktop that they want. 100%. Um, that would be the best scenario, but Surface Studio Display. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that would be the best. That would be the best scenario. Just do that, and then you know the monitor will will last for years, right? And people and generations of computer, right? And then people won't feel as bad about investing it. But I, I you know, it's for a really particular type of person, yeah. uh, and if they are. Uh, part of a large corporation a lot of large corporations don't mind spending money on stuff that priced not any place i've ever worked though every place i work nickel and dimes nickel and dimes every every peripheral nickel and dimes every everything but you know look, that there i i want a second monitor look over here yeah yeah i mean i had to like fight and claw to get a second monitor at my job but you know there are there are companies like I listen. I deal a lot with. I go and meet with Lenovo and HP and, and Dell, talking about like some of the high end laptops that they come out with, mm -hmm. and they will sit, use the term "exec." Like, can you imagine that? Like somebody, like something like the um, ThinkPad Fold, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a really, really, really expensive uh, laptop that does not like does not probably not so great for productivity and and i ask who buys it oh the ceo mm -hmm. why you know because if you're the ceo you can make the IT department buy it for you yeah, uh, yeah. and maybe you don't actually have a lot of typing or work because hey you know you uh have people for that so true i don't know i guess there are companies out there like that um that that can do that and if there's something like a this isn't one of them yes uh so this isn't something for the executives but you know if you're i don't know if you're pixar i guess you're willing to spend true the money but uh i don't know if pixar even pixar will spend the money because they're probably an apple shop uh i bet most most places that are really really high-end uh you know design like that are, are probably apple shops um 
but who knows? I mean, I guess, like you said, there's somebody who wants it. So for sure. I mean, I want it, but I'm not going to have it. Uh, <laughs> um, and then staying on the weird decisions, uh, Microsoft has combined two of its uh, surface lines, the pro, which is the core of the surface family and the pro X, the redheaded stepchild of the surface family. Um, they've combined them into one line in the new pro nine. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that the surface pro nine similar, but different to the surface laptop comes with processor choices including Intel and ARM. Now, if you have followed um, F5 Live in the past, and uh, including the Pilch Point, we have had conversations about Windows on ARM. And um, and for and for the record, um, and we were we were, just talking, we were talking about this before we came on the air. Uh, Avram, what God bless the man, went on Twitter and just basically. <laughs> Blasted, blasted it. For example, um, he said, "One." Oh, you got quotes pulled up. Awesome. Yes, I, yes, I do. He said, "I can just read it." <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, what were you going to say? Sure. All right. He said, "Well, one of them. I'm not going to read all of them, but um, he, the first one. He said, want to make Windows on ARM useful? Instead of being limited to a handful of overpriced Snapdragon laptops, Microsoft Microsoft should make it run on a wide variety of low-end ARM-powered chips." And let them, and then let people install on single board computers like Raspberry Pi, in parentheses without hex. Yeah, yeah, because you could do it now. With a, you could do it now with a hat. So yeah. we have an article on how to do that in Tom's hardware. Uh, but but uh, Windows on ARM, uh, which is what you need to run uh, something with a snap, a Surface, uh, a Surface Nine, right? Uh, the whole experiment of Qualcomm processors on laptops, I feel like, is a total fail. But they just keep trying to make it happen. Like the the premise of it is the premise of it is is very simple. Uh, by using the same type of processor that you use in a phone or tablet, you could achieve better battery life, and you could have five G built in to the chipset, uh, like you do on your phone. So take. Right. What's in here, make it, maybe make it a little bit faster, put some more RAM, bigger storage, and put it into a laptop. Uh-huh. The, uh, and that means that nothing, none of the software that you run, uh, well, it'll either have to be run through emulation, through an emulation mode, which slows things down, or people or uh, developers will have to develop uh, ARM versions of their software uh-huh. uh, compiled for, for ARM. Uh, not a terrible idea on the surface to bring some competition to uh, base uh, for PCs and say like, okay, we can have, um, you know, a whole other type of chip when right now it's up till now, it's been AMD and Intel making x86 chips uh, that run Windows. However, the way that the run is it's been sort of a Qualcomm monopoly. You, uh, there, it's been a handful of laptops with Qualcomm uh, Snapdragon chips inside, and they are extremely overpriced. Uh, the performance is noticeably worse than 
you know, than a regular Intel chip. And is no is not much better, if at all. So it's it's been a complete waste. So, uh, for example, um, a, a great example of this would be the ThinkPad, uh, Lenovo ThinkPad X13s that came out a few months ago. So if we look at, so this is a Snapdragon-powered uh, ThinkPad, the first ThinkPad to have it inside, and it boasts a ton of battery life, and I'm going to look up now exactly what it costs, but I know, so, so it starts at, what is the current starting price for it? Okay, you can get one for as little as a thousand on a huge sale, but that's with eight gigs of RAM. So let's say that's a weird situation. So most of them, though, if you go to Lenovo.com or over, uh, over two thousand dollars for sixteen gigs of RAM, five hundred twelve SSD, and a 1920 by twelve hundred display. Why? Because so that's so. For those who are uh, keeping score at home, the uh, the Qualcomm version, the Qualcomm ThinkPad, is not way less than a um, than say a ThinkPad, a 13-inch uh, ThinkPad with AMD or Intel, like the ThinkPad Z13. So the ThinkPad Z13 can be ha- uh, with these similar specs can be had for several hundred dollars lasts about 14 hours on a charge as impeccable performance. The ThinkPad X13S with these specs at $2,100 lasts 16 hours on a charge. So you're getting two more hours on a charge, but worse performance and a much and worse performance, much, uh, much higher price. Uh, oh, and you've got 5G built in. Let's have a party. The, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, um, <laughs> the every time I see these arm these talks about arm processors, they seem to think that people who are buying them are stupid and that they haven't heard that they can get 5G without having the arm processor inside the computer. Mm-hmm. Like first of all, there are a number of pro, of laptops that have 5G modem options. So like the think uh, I don't know about the ThinkPad Z13, but like ThinkPad, X1 Carbon, it's like $150 or $200 option to have a Qualcomm 5G modem put into your, uh, you know, configured in your... There's no reason why you have to have their crappy processor uh, and settle for a subpar version of Windows that can't run all your programs properly right. just to get 5G. Uh, also, if you're... Re- if you're really trying to save money, you could always just use your phone and use Wi-Fi tethering, but you know, which is not, which is not uh, not expensive at all. But let's say you just have to, uh, you just have to have to have to have five uh, G on your computer because it's just open. But there it is; it's connected five G. Wonderful. You can get laptops with that option for one hundred fifty or two hundred dollars more. Uh, you know, more, why, why would you, right. why would you want this? This is like trying to make something happen that, that doesn't make sense. Now, if you were to take that windows on arm and say, oh, great. Just like regular windows, you can install on like almost anything you want. Great. Then we could see some innovation. You could see some cheap stuff. I'd love to see, be able to take like a 
you know, one of those really cheap all winter, uh, you know, computers on a stick that runs yeah. Android and run Windows on it. Yeah. Great. That's fun. But uh, but overpaying uh, for less performance because you claim to have because you think I'm too dumb to know that I can get 5G elsewhere. Not not a, not a winning strategy. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, it was the, the 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 whole concept of you know theoretically run anywhere was the promise of of WinRT, which obviously was never going to whatever, and <laughs> that that was never going to work. But anyway, that was the promise of that, and it failed. And then they're like, "Oh, we've got an idea. How about we do the same thing again?" Yeah. <laughs> this this time for sure it's gonna be a win what it's not working who could have guessed that that seems crazy i mean it's getting incrementally better the performance is incrementally better than it was thank goodness for that you know it's the the compatibility this is now it can run 64-bit apps or something it's it's getting a little better sure maybe you could live with it if all you're doing is using the browser but why would you pay more money for more money for less performance? Yep. What is this Apple? <laughs> oh, there was a tag. More <laughs> money for more for less. I mean, the the opposite the the opposite of uh, oh, what was the name of that store? It's gone. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's <laughs> like you, you could you could buy a Pixel, a Google, uh, an Android phone for five hundred dollars. But guess what? If you want to, if you want the same processor in, a two, in in your laptop, pay more than you do for the better processor. Right, right, and it's and it's not like what we're talking about is is continuum, right? Which we there's a there's a conversation to be had with Windows 10 continuum. Use the the phone on a screen; it becomes a computer. Samsung does it, you know, whatever. But right. that's not what this is. No. <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, look, I think the idea, I mean, Microsoft's probably done some nice work on Windows and ARM. If they stopped trying to do it to try and sell Qualcomm stuff and they just started to say like, okay, we want this yeah. operating system to be, to compete with Linux or something and make it as an option so that people can install it on all kinds of stuff. Then you might see some innovation. Then you might see yeah. somebody take a cheap, a cheap tastic, like all winner brand processor, like you see in a cheap tablet try yeah. turn, making a computer out of that okay yeah. you know that could be that could be all right because there are chromebooks that use arm processors and, sure. and, and you know win 10 iot core is not good enough no because that's not the actual operating system right exactly it's basically old school windows embedded right exactly so anyway anyhow yes they're all trying to make this happen. And, you know, for some people, again, if you're spending someone else's money, I guess it might be okay, but uh, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not a good, a good setup, you know, also yeah. uh, a lot, what really upsets me. And, and I had a long talk with uh, my friend Shree from laptop mag about this, like the other day, if arm is the future of PCs, then the future of PCs is very bleak uh, because that means that, Everything is a sealed box. You can't upgrade anything. You yeah. can't change anything. You can't build anything. Uh, that is a very uh, that's 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 a really bad situation, and I, I hope we don't end up there. Me too. Me too. By the way, one of my favorite people, Shuri. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so the all of these things are coming in about 10 days. Um, this one, obviously, for too much money on the on the arm side, though, on the on the Intel side, you know, lots of people like uh, surface products. Again, I've got one in front of me. There's a couple of pros around here as well. Interestingly, there's an RT uh, upstairs, but that's and a continuum device in the closet. But that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, uh, 999 for the one and 12.99 for the other for the pro. And then obviously, like we said, way too much money for the uh, Surface Studio. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. To piggyback on our last topic, the future of PCs is not bleak because it's not ARM and you can build your own computer, which is a big part of Avram's life. And yeah. and there's, it is indeed. there's an updated list yes. of uh, PCs. So this is a great time to build a PC. Just don't, don't try to do it with ARM because you can't anyway. <laughs> uh, but this is a great time to build a PC if you're not um, planning to buy the, obviously, in terms of the high end, uh, we've just seen the Ryzen 7000 chips come out. We're about to see Intel Raptor Lake come out. Um, and those are going to be somewhat expensive, especially AMD ones are really expensive because the motherboards are really expensive. But if you're okay with, uh, but we've, uh, we have, we maintain a list of the best PC builds and on tom's hardware and our list we're we're primarily looking at like what is a good value for you right now and what's a good value for you right now is to use intel 12th gen core primarily and possibly some intel um and possibly uh, a couple of amd 5000 series but mostly uh 12th gen core so what uh so what can you build? Let me share my screen here uh, and we'll take a look at an article we have where I actually have laid out the different builds that you can have. So um, if you look here, uh, you can build a gaming PC for less than $500. Um, and you can build it with discrete graphics. The key here is you want to go with the Intel Core i3-12100F, which by the way is not going to be replaced anytime soon because when the new 13th gen comes out there the core i3 right away um so for that you're going to need an h610 uh, motherboard chipset uh we are going to keep it under 500 we had to uh cut this to a motherboard that doesn't support m2 ssds so if you could spend ten dollars more you could get a motherboard that did support better ssds uh but we we're at a price point uh, similarly, if you want to get a discrete GPU for that will fit in this price range, 
you will need either an AMD RX 6400 uh, GPU or the uh, hard to get, usually out of stock, Intel Arc A380 GPU, which actually is uh, really uh, quite good for the price. And I think you can get that for about 130 when it's in stock. Uh, you can still at this price go for 16 gigs of RAM uh, and uh, you can get a 500 gig SSD. Although if you buy the motherboard that we bought, you'll have to get a SATA one, which will be about 46 bucks. And then, you know, you're going to have to economize. To, if you want it to be under $500, you have to and the power supply a little bit. So we get, found a, a, a green, a mint green case uh, from uh, a DIY PC uh, that uh, has tempered glass. So not that bad for uh, for $41. Uh, but a few dollars over $500, uh, you can... Uh, do a bit better these components, particularly the graphics card. Another twenty to thirty dollars gets you a Radeon XT, XT, which is much much faster, much better for 1080p gaming. Uh, but still, with a 6400, you'll be able to play 1080p games at uh, at least at medium settings, and you know ultra settings close to playable. Um, now, if you jump up to a thousand dollar bill, then you have really something nice. So you can go for is either I should say AMD uh, is either is a Core i5 uh, 12400F, which is a uh, which is a pretty powerful processor, which you can get for about one hundred ninety three dollars. Uh, again, you can get. You can get your motherboard for less than $100, and then you can jump up to either a Radeon 6700 XT or a 3060 Ti graphics card. The 6700 XT, it actually is quite a bit is quite a bit faster and a bit, is a bit faster and a better deal. In uh, AMD in general with the graphics cards, right, is a better is a better deal unless you want to do ray tracing because the ray tracing performance of NVIDIA is still a lot better. Um, but if you don't care about ray tracing, you get a lot more frames per second AMD. Uh, again, we can go for 16 gigabytes uh, for a terabyte with a, a PCIe 4 drive, so pretty fast drive uh, and a much nicer case. Uh, and uh, so now if we look at what you get, if you're willing to spend up to, say, $1,500, uh, you'd use the same. You still, we'd still go with the same Core i5 12400F. Uh, we would get a slightly better motherboard, uh, and we jump up to now either a 3070 Ti or a 6800 XT graphics card, and we can go up to 32 gigs of RAM easily. We can go up to a two terabyte SSD. The best SSD for you can buy right now. Uh, is the SK Hynix Platinum P41 uh, the fastest um, and, uh, you know, a nicer case. Uh, finally, if we go to our to our high-end build, uh, we're going to go with a Core i5-12600K. Again, we don't need to go all the way to a 12, to a Core i7 or even a Core i9 to get really fantastic performance. We're better off spending that money on the graphics card. So here we'll we'll spend it on a 3080, um, and and using that 
to uh, to drive our gaming performance. If you go to the super high end where you just don't care how much you're going to spend, you spend still less than a Surface, uh, still less than a Surface Studio, uh, our, the top of the line gaming processor at this moment, uh, uh, you know, waiting for the new Intels to come out and possibly beat it, is the Ryzen 7 5800X 3D. Not the new Ryzen 9 7950X. It's the it's the seven Ryzen 7 5800X 3D for gaming, because it has so much VCAT, so much cache, uh, so much L3 cache that makes it really fantastic for gaming, better than even the new CPUs. And there again, we would spend um, spend the money on the graphics card going to a 3090 Ti, or or possibly uh, now we have not yet tested the. I think 1200 um, and of course the 4090 uh, if you could spend another if is uh, I think 1599 uh, and that would uh, that's even faster than this but uh, I think the key uh, the key element here is you can build a pretty decent gaming PC hundred and a thousand dollars really I guess if I were building I'd probably go for somewhere between the 500 and the 1000 build and I would you know look at okay how much you know I could actually have a lesser graphics card than this maybe a 6600 and cut this price to maybe $800 or 850 and and you know re- regular viewers and listeners uh, probably know that we literally used uh your specs uh to do the gaming pcs for strike and uh people are really really impressed with them and we did what you just said we went between your 500 and your thousand yeah i probably put like an 800 on there this week or something yeah to price it out because because there's a big difference between 500 and a thousand bill right uh you really want like ideally you really want to have at least a terabyte ssd in a pc Uh if you can you really want to have um you know you would like to have an m2 ssd probably pcie4 if you can uh it seems though that right now you are definitely getting better uh for your money at least in the gaming space uh with intel uh now if you are doing productivity also you can get more cores and threads for your money with an AMD 5000 series, which is still a good deal. And, and you can get a, the motherboards are slightly cheaper uh, if you're going for like a B550 motherboard. The thing about the new AMD 7000s is it's not that the chips are so overpriced. I mean, they are quite quite expensive, but it's the the motherboards. The, the cheapest motherboard that you can buy for the new 7000 series is $290. So... Oh. So you're just going to get killed on the motherboard because they have to use DDR5 RAM and they have to use support PCIe 5. Yeah. Uh, so that those things add to the cost of the motherboard, and so the first line of motherboards that have come out have been super expensive. Oof. Yeah, that's that's obviously less than ideal uh, if you're looking to do something budget, but you know if you're throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, you I can, mean, you can certainly uh, um, hardcore future proof. Yes. 
Um, and and uh, the updated version of so this is on tomshardware.com right now. Uh, it's our best PC builds, um, and we update it on a frequent basis to help you find the least expensive, uh, the most you know, make the builds of the most for your money. Obviously, whatever we recommend, you tweak. So if you don't like the mint green case, uh, <laughs> add some money to the you know to your budget and get uh and get one that's a little nicer than that although i don't know mint green can be kind of fun but i bet you it's you know it's it's probably not uh as it's i'm sure it's not as much fun to build in as like you know a nicer case so um you know you got to figure out where you're going to spend where you're going to spend your money if you have a budget and i would always put that money into uh the cpu the GPU, the RAM, and the storage uh, before I put it into the case or into the, the power supply or into the motherboard. Well, I'll make the recommendation. There is a Rosewill case available on Newegg for about 50 bucks. I think it's 53 most of the time. And it's got LED and all kinds of stuff. It's a really cool case. It's for the extra six dollars, I know it would have put us over five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the problem when I'm doing these is I'm trying to say that I did it for under five hundred. Which, yeah. by the way, like the next day, anything could go offset. You know, could raise sure. the price a dollar and break my uh, break my article. But the um, but yes, I mean, I I definitely think that folks should spend a few more dollars to get maybe a nicer case. I also think they should spend a few more dollars to get a sixty uh, to get a Radeon sixty five hundred instead of a sixty four hundred there's a huge performance delta for like 30 bucks yeah for sure well as always abram definitely appreciate it uh i always love the updates and again i've literally used <laughs> your structure to go uh put some pcs together uh so thanks again for that and as always i look forward to what we talk about next time This week's Extra Life on F5 Live Refreshing Technology and GNC Week in Review is proudly powered by EXA. EXA brings the latest technology to gamers, offering the most immersive products for the ultimate gaming experience. They've compiled the best elements of cutting-edge ENC tech, the latest in Bluetooth 5.0, 7.1 surround, plus extra features into their headsets so everyone can enjoy a sensational gaming experience. And they've got headsets for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Plus, they won't break the bank. Learn more about the headsets that are available and any current promotions by going to f5live.tv slash exa. Oh, one of my favorite topics, obviously, slash sarcasm, is um, <laughs> the closing up of cloud-based games. Um, Long-time listeners might remember my... Um, my public rant <laughs> when EA closed uh, Playfish and uh, SimCity Social went away. Um, now we have a game in another long-time popular series going away. It is Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier. Now, if you've never heard of this one, that's okay. You're going to understand why the game's probably going away. Um it was a battle royale spin-off 
set in the Final Fantasy VII universe. Um, and it was available for iOS and Android. So if you missed it, it's okay. Uh, you, you, you didn't miss a whole lot. Um, I definitely experimented with it. I'm not a big Battle Royale uh, person, though at Strike I do end up playing more Fortnite than I'm happy about. Um, but it wasn't great. And the developers aware of that, and they kind of admitted that that's the reason it's going away. <laughs> the the quote from a from a statement from the the company was: "Despite all our efforts to bring you regular updates with fresh and exciting content, we haven't been able to deliver the experience that we were hoping to, and that you all deserve. So we've made the extremely tough decision to end service for Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier." Okay, now, I can both not care about this game at all and still be annoyed by the way cloud gaming works. <laughs> um, I, I Obviously, I grew up on games that we literally still have fully functional running at strike right now. Um, my personal genesis from when I was a kid is sitting there on a CRT television, don't worry, um, <laughs> hooked up for people to play without any of the digital lag. Um, and, and it f fully functional, right? Short of you know, destroying the cartridge, the games are fully functional, but here, and especially with this type of game where, you know, the, the business model is sell skins, sell items, sell things for it to just go away always annoys me um i don't know kirk if you've been part of this conversation avram and i have had this conversation many times over the years along with some past hosts um but i don't know that you and i have ever had this conversation i, I don't where do you so. sit on this um me i'm with the i'm in your in your camp in abram's camp i um i am not really interested in clown gaming i haven't since i i haven't i mean for me, I would rather go into like I had a Nintendo 64. Uh, you know, I was playing GoldenEye, which I think is the, is the, is the most the best game hands down as a coming shooter. to Xbox Game Pass soon. Okay, well that means to goes to my definition thus an Xbox. You know, but I'm with you. I, you know, I'm not really into cloud gaming. Uh, you know, look what will happen. Look what happened with uh, Google um, with Stadia. Look how, long that, look how long that, that lasted. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, of course, Google's been killing a lot of projects over the over the many years. So I just don't really, you know, for me, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need, I don't understand the, I guess the, um, I mean, I follow it. I follow cloud gaming um, as far as the news concern, but, and also, and various websites and what have you. But yeah, I can't really get my, my I, uh, heart into it. And I take a different position on the concept of the cloud streaming games, right? Where right. you can, like, like Game Pass, right? What, fifteen bucks a month, and you're essentially, it's it's essentially Netflix, right? You're renting right. access to the games. Yeah, the games mm -hmm. come and go. Some of them you can download. Some of them you can stream. It's an interesting concept. It's not for everybody, but right. it's not. But 
in those things, you get the in-game stuff, just like right. Apple Arcade and Google whatever, Play something, whatever they call theirs. <laughs> you, know, you get the in-game things, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this, you're paying for the in-game things and the game goes away. It's very, it's very NFT to me. Well, that's what was that's what happened when Google stated it. That's everything was in in game in app purchase. Yeah, and, and but but when they at least when they shut that down, they gave all the money back. Actually, for someone, I from what I understand, I read, I saw, I did, I did look into it, I checked out where I think it's one of the descriptions. I think it's Pro that they're not getting their money back. Supposedly, I think it's Pro or. Um, because so it's for purchases it's for oh, actual okay. purchases right, right. it's not for the rental oh so, yeah, okay. if you okay, if it. you if right. you paid for the rental of the games mm -hmm. you got the use that you paid for right if you purchased okay. a game on the service mm -hmm. and the service is going away so is your purchase they're refunding that money which okay, i mean that okay. that that makes sense to me mm -hmm. uh, but you know i honestly i've l legitimately been bitter about this since SimCity Social, and how long ago was that, Avram? That was. You can't. Yeah. Nick you can't was win. still around. John might have still been around. You you can't listen. <laughs> With games, I don't know. I mean, like, it's kind of you know what you're getting into when you get into it with one of these games. Like, how much of your time and your life are you going to invest Farmville. in something that's online uh, and and can go away? On the other hand, you know, you can say that they're games. And so when the game is gone, it's sad. But I guess there's another game for you. But if you put a lot of time in it, that would be annoying. You know, if yeah. it were like, you know, if you had spent a lot of time creating mods or levels or something like that, sure. and they just killed it, you would be, uh, you, would, you, would, you would be upset. Was that, did that happen a little bit, Planet? I think so. Uh, I, I found I, I Little think, Big Planet to be very confusing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I was never a fan. Yeah, I mean, I was my a son fan, played it for a while. I was a fan of the E3 presentation for the first one, and that was where my interest ended. It was yeah, he, it was a wonderful presentation. There was a racing one. And nothing happened. There was a racing one that my son played for a while when he was playing PS3. Uh, I mean... If if for some reason like Microsoft were to shut down Minecraft, I mean there would be like riots there would be like streets. riots in the street, uh, and I couldn't live in my house anymore because my son <laughs> would go crazy and like break the wall or something like. But uh, you know, but the uh, but the uh, I mean, pitchfork and torches. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, that's kind of the unfortunate thing. I mean, yeah. If you're, I mean, it's something that could be said about a lot of technology. Like if you're investing in something that uh, needs to continue to be supported, how much are you, mm -hmm. how much do you trust that it's going to continue? Yeah. Right? What yeah. if you have a router or something that uh, requires cloud updates and they decide not to update it anymore? What if it's <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? what? Which one? I didn't, I didn't cough, Eero. Right. When, what if when Amazon a, finally gets bored with that? <laughs> what if you have a smartwatch that needs to, you know, that needs cloud updates? Uh, what if you have, I mean, what if you have a smart speaker that requires being tied to the cloud? 
What are, if you have are a you smart just, camera? Are you just like swiping at me personally? <laughs> Not on purpose. Shots <laughs> <laughs> fired. It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Right? Yep. It, ha it happens yep. to all of us. And yep. you've got to kind of, it, but that's like, it's a bad signal for companies that are trying to break into yeah. a, uh, into a field or try to get you to do something else because it's like, Hey, wait a second. Do I need your, your constant support for this or do I not? Right. Like, anytime, you know, you go to, if you go to CES and you go to meet a startup or something and they, they tell you about some device they have, I think a, a question should be like, is this cloud dependent? Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we did collision, that was oftentimes one of our questions, right? Because collisions, a, a whole startup conference, early stage startup conference. And we did, we did the numbers one time. I think, I think it must've been from collision 18 to 19. Um, we went and checked how many of the companies we interviewed in 18 existed in 19 and it was like 13 percent of them or something like that uh, <laughs> so, so that became a regular oh it, it was 17 to 18 so in 18 it became a regular part of our question um you know if and and todd during ces asks it i think a little too harsh but that's a whole different thing if you disappear <laughs> tomorrow does this go in the trash <laughs> Um, but, but that is the question, right? If, if the company goes away tomorrow in Steon, what happens to all the products? If one of the founders doesn't come back and repurchase the company, uh, which, which was a, you know, a legitimate topic of ours just a couple of, couple of months ago. So yeah, it, it's a big part of our lives today for better or worse, definitely for worse. Yeah, uh, you. I mean, look, Google has a rep now, right? So yeah. if Google is to cut, I mean, that's just, just Google think, in particular. But I think GoogleGraveyard.com, I think, is the the timeline website. Um, it's killed by Google. That's it. Which okay. I followed Twitter account. <laughs> but if you think about that, if you if Google tries to come out with something else that's very cloud dependent, would you spend your money on it? Like. People Stadia actually became somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy because I think a lot of people thought that Google was going to give up on it. Yeah. Didn't invest right. in it. Right. And then Google gave up on it. So, uh, you know, and, and just while we're on that topic real quick to the guy who made the comment that Avram and I were crazy, that it was a failing service from Google. Where, where are you now? Anyway, Look, I mean, it's, I, I wish that success, I mean, that would have been sure. nice, but I mean, we wanted it to work because with competition comes new ideas. It can't just be Microsoft because Amazon misbranded theirs. It can't just be Microsoft doing this. We've got to have competition and it's a shame it couldn't have been, been Google, but it's not the brand name. I had a conversation with somebody, I think, last week on this. It's not one of the brand names that come to mind when you think of gaming. Maybe it was you guys. I don't know. This week's been weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, 
it's it 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 happens you know unfortunately yeah for sure the i mean just to look around this room at the graveyard of devices that will never die ever again (laughs) you know i mean you could you could make an argument that the eu should make a law about this uh similar to the e-waste uh laws for charging because there's a lot of e-waste resulted from things now i mean when you're talking about a game there that's only existed as software that's not really a problem but if you're talking about like you know a watch a router a speaker whatever um, this weird little touchscreen device that we sold at radio shack that i mean if you told me i'll give you a million dollars if you can come up with what it did you'd have to keep your money i got three of them around here somewhere because i'd always hoped that i'd be able to that somebody in the the hacker community would come up with a new operating system for it and we could use the touchscreen but it never happened i mean theoretically something like that if it, uh you might be depending on the size of the uh, how easy it is to dismantle you might be able to use the touch screen with uh, another type of device right if you can rewire you can connect to a raspberry pi or something like that true that's a good idea i hadn't thought about that um one of these things will get cracked open soon thank you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it it's it's definitely unfortunate whether it be a game like this um or a device or whatever it, it it always sucks when the support goes out um but it it hurts a little different when it's something that you actually invested time and energy into like a game so you know it sucks but um based on the comments from the company themselves so did the game so you know sometimes things happen This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live Refreshing Technology and GNC Week in Review is proudly powered by Malwarebytes. Whether you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is the company's strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop, plus it actively blocks threats like worms, rogues, dialers, trojans, spyware, and a whole lot more. It allows you to use your computer and mobile devices with confidence and peace of mind. To learn more and to get a special price, you can go to f5live.tv slash Malwarebytes. Speaking of the possibility of, uh, of uh, e-waste, uh, In a whole different way, Amazon's getting ready to launch two test satellites for its internet constellation um, upcoming project, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's obviously intended to uh, compete directly with Starlink Starlink. because those two, they're just trying to one-up each other on everything they do. Maybe we'll get an Amazon flamethrower. Who knows? Um, (laughs) Fun little callback to earlier in the show. Um, uh, So in a press release on Wednesday, the company said that the prototypes uh, will be riding into orbit on a Vulcan Centaur rocket uh, in early 2023. 
obviously these internet constellations have had positive impacts. The, the head of the tech podcast network uh, has Starlink himself. We've seen uh, what it's done in other parts of the world where uh, internet has been cut off. But there's also a lot of complaints about what it does to the sky. Um, oftentimes these things can easily be seen. Um, they can screw up the actual constellations, things like that. Um, and the sky is filled with space junk or e-waste. It just happens to be significantly larger than a fire phone. If we're talking about e-waste. Um, <laughs> and floating in space-ish, depending on how far it is. Um, it, so, you know, there, there's definitely positives and negatives here. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think um, about the, the complaints about all of the additional satellites being put up for these uh, essentially mesh networks. Is it going to cause a problem? Is it going to cause that big of a problem in outer, in outer space? Um, so some of, some of it has, um, it has caused um, uh, issues with um, the ground-based GPS at one point uh, that was using uh, some constellation-based stuff. Uh, it's causing problems for some of the uh, space observatories. Um, now, is it a problem for you or I or an astronaut? Generally, no. Yeah, the space station was hit by space junk. But my guess is, unless these prototypes are a complete failure, <laughs> that that these won't necessarily become space junk, but they could. So many satellites do. Although I, I did hear that there was a plan... Uh, from the UN, maybe to have a timeline on abandoned hardware. I don't know how that would work, but oh man, I mean, I think the biggest problem is the things being blown up, right? Because uh, because what's what's the name of it? If if this happens, if there's too much space junk, then you then we literally can't have any more satellites, mm -hmm. or no one can leave the Earth. I forget what the name of that uh, effect yep. is. Yep. But... Yeah, it's basically like a fishnet. Yeah, you like you can't. So there have been times where I think like some I forget what country it was like blew up a satellite or something mm -hmm. like. Oh man, I mean that would be a disaster for for all of uh, human beings. So uh, I. And I think it's great when they put more satellites up there. Uh, we better come up with some good ways to uh, to capture some of the space junk that is up there now, the debris, because there's definitely been situations where it almost caused serious uh, tragedy on mm -hmm. the International Space Station. And if right. there's too much debris, we may reach a point where we can no longer have satellites. Uh, and that would be like going back in technology along a long way so uh i really hope that it doesn't come to that yeah and if you if you look at this so for for amazon to keep the fcc license that they have obtained they've got to have you ready for this half of their satellites in orbit by 2026 now 
How many is that, you ask? Well, the full constellation is intended to be 3,236 satellites. That's a lot of flying garbage cans. Yes. But it's not even the satellites themselves that are the biggest problem. It's the junk from like ones that have been broken and exploded into pieces. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, adding 3,000 more of these things up there is going to definitely um, annoy um, astronomers because they become visible uh, <laughs> through telescopes and stuff. But yeah, if if this stuff doesn't work, it's just more nonsense in space. So there's definitely, there's a lot of pressure on Amazon, both for speed and fulfillment, right? They've got a, they've got a timetable uh, with the FCC that is, that is in place <laughs> that, that they're up against, but it also has to work. They can't, they can't just launch 1600 satellites and goes no see we we got them up there uh license is good they've they've got to put them up there and they've got to work right so that's there's a lot going on yeah i i'm with abram i think it's 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 great to have them these satellites however the the uh propensity for they don't work like you said, Scott, flying trash cans, but also too, in the same token, I've always called satellites that because they look like it. They look like <laughs> flying metal trash cans. <laughs> but also in the same token, I think that you know they're getting, they're trying to capture uh, Starlink mm -hmm. and trying to capture, you know, as much. Uh, they want to get as much. They want to get, you know, inner providers. They want to be the choice for, and the competition is good. But I think they're coming in way too late and they're trying to catch up, put all these satellites up in the next couple of years. And I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of doubt I have with that. Yeah, for sure. Especially, a lot of, a lot of doubt. especially considering they're, they're being put up with essentially equally experimental rockets. Right. That may not work. <laughs> right. So, so there's a, there's a lot of, because they also have a timetable because uh, mm -hmm. they have a contract uh, with the Space Force where mm -hmm. they've got to have a certain number of successful uh, launches by a certain date mm -hmm. or that contract is going to be revoked. So, I mean, there's a lot of like time-based scary things going on here mm -hmm. and a lot of experimentation and all of that, you know, could lead to, to uh, problems and extra debris uh, in the in the sky. But if everything goes well, again, competition is a good thing. Mm -hmm. If but if if, uh, <laughs> if burnt hair is the only satellite company, then <laughs> then you know we're going to end up in the same position that Avram and I have talked about with landline uh, internet. If you're if there's only one service provided, the price goes up and up and up and up and up and up. Mm -hmm. But then with wireless, you've got a company like T-Mobile that comes around and goes, oh, yeah, we don't care about price. Watch this. And the whole industry changes. Mm -hmm. So yep. so competition will be good in this space, but it's got to work.
This week's DRM Not Included on F5 Live Refreshing Technology and GNC Week in Review is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. We all know that you get free shipping on millions of products with Amazon Prime, but you get a whole lot more. Like free music with Amazon Prime Music, free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video, free games and a free Twitch subscription to support the content creator of your choice with Amazon Prime Gaming, plus a whole lot more. We've got links to all of these features and some of our favorites, plus a 30-day free trial, all by going to f5live.tv slash prime. Um, so one of the things we've been talking about uh, has been the uh, GNC Week in Review about uh, Netflix, about uh, Netflix supported tier there had been lots of rumors then rumors then don't worry about it which obviously any which obviously any and (laughs) guesses come and guesses come and now we have information (laughs) about the details of the rollout the details of the rollout the US, Australia, and your normal your normal have ads in it. Um it will be seven twenty it will be seven twenty we can make the assumption though I have not seen anything assumption though I have not seen anything plan that currently exists. Uh, it will be um, a single source or a single destination at a time. Uh, I don't know. As we've talked about on both shows, actually, the idea of the ad-supported platform, I don't think, appealed to any of us, though I think we all decided that there was a market for it. We weren't it, but there is a a target demo for it. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, six ninety nine. Uh, significantly less expensive than than the uh the most common Netflix plan, which I think is now like eighty eight dollars a month. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> is it is it like sixteen forty nine now or something? I think that's what I'm that's what I'm spending for because I, I have three devices. So yeah, I need I to check how much I'm paying for this now because I man. I'm trying to check right now. It's making noise. All right, I'll check later. But I'm on the cheap account, the cheapest one, and it's too much money. Mm-hmm. I'm the cheapest one, and it's too. So I will probably go to the ad supported uh, myself. Although I have to ask, is aren't you supposed to not be able to get some content on the ad supported? Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, just like interestingly, just like the inverse when Hulu launched the no ad version of hulu there were uh 16 shows that were uh, unavailable um or ran ads anyway uh the blacklist was a great example um because the contracts had been negotiated specifically to be ad free um and 
there were other contracts with that content on other platforms. It, streaming world is so unbelievably complicated. Um, and so uh, this is going to be the same way. There is going to be some content that there are contracts with that cannot be run um, on the ad-free platform. On the ad-supported platform. Sorry. Bloop, bloop. Uh, so I'm paying $9.99 a month. Okay. Uh, yep. So so if it's Netflix exclusive content, will it be on the ad support uh, platform? From what I understand, everything uh, everything uh, Netflix owned should be on there. Great. So it's just the it's just the licensed stuff that will be in question. From what I understand now, is is there a possibility that there is a weird contract like um, Netflix's Marvel shows? Possibly, but it's not likely. Yeah, mine's uh, mine's uh, fifteen dollars a month. Fifteen forty nine for mine. See, I knew it was a weird number. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's and then when you add up this plus Paramount plus plus Peacock plus uh, BritBox, Acorn TV, <laughs> the list goes on. Yeah, uh, Hulu, um, Disney plus, HBO Max, AMC plus, Discovery plus. There you go. Mm. What did and I we were... <laughs> No, you got. <laughs> did you get Peacock in there? Yes, I said Peacock. Okay. I, uh, I was reading a headline that just came up that YouTube TV. threw me off for a second. YouTube TV. Yeah. Uh, so. And we also discussed, dissected about, about why they're naming uh, these uh, streaming services plus. <laughs> CNN Plus and Discovery yeah. Plus and uh, well, the good news is I, you don't have to worry about paying for CNN Plus. This is true, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That one almost made it a week. Yeah, not even. Yeah, right. not even. All right. Well, all right. And finally, for fans of Stranger Things and out there, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're an adult. On Tuesday, Kellogg's announced the debut of Ego Nog Appalachian Sippin' Cream. Say that five times with this. <laughs> I saw an image for this, and I thought it was a joke. Continue. Okay. No, it's not a joke. This is actually real, just like the burnt... <laughs> Burnt hairs are actually true. Um, this is, this is uh, an eggnog liqueur flavored with rum, cinnamon, and nutmeg. This is a collaboration between Ego and Sugarlands, a selling company. The creation marks the Waffles brand's first entry into the adult beverage game. Ego touts the nog as a remedy for tax parents who feel burnt out from the holidays. Uh, Ego's Ego's marketing director Joe Buprez, if I'm mispronouncing his name, I apologize. Um, served up the following sales pitch quote paired perfectly with our ego thick and fluffy waffles maybe 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 even top with a dollop of ice cream uh ego ego nog is sure to help parents lego during their one <laughs> during one of the most busiest time of the year the drink will be available for a limited time this holiday season in select regions throughout the u.s to find an ego an ego nog retailer near you, visit the Sugarlands website. We'll have this in the show notes. Where you can also check out 
cocktail recipes like Dirty Santa's Nog, the Rudolph Drunk Caramel Apple, or the Peppermint White Russian. <laughs> so, there you go. So, would you uh, partake in Lego My Nog? <laughs> Abram was the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> Probably not. Probably. Uh, but, you know, look, whatever mm. they want to do to see if they can, you know, look, drum up some uh, business or publicity. Yeah. You know what? I guess you got to drink that so that so that when your partner sprays on the Elon Musk uh, perfume, it doesn't bother you as much. Abram, I thought you were going to say gas for, for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Oh, I got that my line. So, so there you go. So, food for thought, so to speak, literally and figuratively. <laughs> All right, that is tech news for this week for Saturday, October sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Fetching technology. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in next Sunday for another special episode of GNC Week Review and F5 Refreshing Technology at geniusweekly.com slash live, roughly around 9 p.m. Eastern time. And as always, if you're new to the podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWI or channel on YouTube. Also, please, be please make sure to click on the bell and always select notifications so you will not miss the next episode. Also, be sure to share this episode with people you know and to check out the podcast and pass along the word that this podcast is easy to describe on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in to F5 Live Refresh Technology with Scott and Abram Pilch, with Abram, excuse me, after our last special episode next Sunday. After that, Sunday evenings, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Get F5Live.tv slash join us. Or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment on this week's comments on this week's episode, we'd love to hear them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via Twitter, email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O. Avram is on Twitter at Geek and Chief. So the next episode, next special episode of GNC Week in Review and F5 Refresh Technology. So long. Ciao. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.